You can dry lock that room for 800 bucks or you can leave it alone for zero. Mm -hmm. But imagine what happens when I bring a buyer down there next week and they walk into that room after they love the house. It's listed for 100,000. Now they got concerns. Today, I want to talk about preparing a house for sale and having repairs done on the house before you as the listing agent roll it out. Agents have a hard time discussing with their sellers what repairs need to be made prior to hitting the market. A good listing opportunity or a good listing experience is a quick sale, full price, multiple mm -hmm. offers. You know, what happens is buyers come in, they mm -hmm. like the condition of the house. They, they don't see anything that turns them off or detracts them from wanting mm -hmm. to make an offer. And then they're excited about it. Imagine when you walk into a house as a, as a buyer, you love the house, you love the location, you love the backyard, but all of a sudden you start seeing things. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a crack up there. Oh, oh, that carpet really needs to be stretched. Oh, that those bedrooms mm -hmm. really need to be painted. And now all of a sudden you're listing, you're making a list of all the things that need to be done mm -hmm. or that you would need to do that could have been avoided. Right. Compare that with a buyer walks in, they love the house, they love the location, they love the backyard, and there's nothing wrong with the house. It's completely perfect. Yeah. Move in ready. Fresh paint, fresh flooring, you know, everything's clean. There's no scuffs anywhere. Um, all those little things that got done mm -hmm. are not in the conversation because they got done. Right. What that does is it creates deal momentum for the buyer and, the, and other buyers. Mm -hmm. It's hard to quantify this, but when you as the listing agent roll out a listing that has nothing effectively wrong with it in terms of the perception of the buyers as they're right. walking through it, it creates a lot more incentive and urgency for that buyer to want to make an offer. Mm -hmm. And then by nature, you know, by extension, it creates more urgency across more buyers. Mm -hmm. Now, the alternative to that is when you just roll it out quick, you don't, you just stick a sign in the yard, you put on the MLS, people come in, you get a lot of showings or whatever, but the, everybody sees that every bedroom needs to be painted and the, right. and the carpet's a mess and the basement's moldy and right. you know, there's some landscaping that just looks like garbage and mm -hmm. all these things. So here's what happens though. Obviously as the modern agent, you know that you want to list your properties with their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. But where it gets tricky is when you have those conversations with the seller before you list. Right. And a lot of times you're in a competitive listing, you know, environment where you're not really excited about telling the seller they need to do eight things right. when they're not even sure they want to hire you. You follow? Mm -hmm. So it puts you in a situation where you just want to tell them whatever they want to hear. So you get the business and then you deal with it later, but that's not effective and that's not the modern agent way. Mm -hmm. uh, but really this kind of, I'm conflating two issues here, whether you're trying to win the listing or you already have it. Let's just today, let's just talk about you already have it. Mm -hmm. so you're not worried about winning it. You have to have courage when you're talking to the sellers about what they need to do to prepare their house for sale, mm -hmm. because every seller wants to do the absolute bare minimum. Uh, it's true. It's very true. Who on earth wants to go and paint a bedroom before they sell their house? Nobody. Who on earth wants to change their carpet in the basement? Add that less so than <laughs> nobody, fewer than nobody. Yeah. Cause what they say is, well, Logan, I don't even know what color the new buyer is going to want. Let them pick it out. Mm -hmm. Let them decide, let them, let them, let them. And you better be ready to overcome that objection when you get that, mm -hmm. because otherwise you're not going to convince the clients to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to say, look, I understand that you don't want to replace the carpet in the basement because it's going to cost you a couple thousand bucks. And that'll be really, you know, you're not going to quote, they're going to say, well, Logan, we're not going to quote, get that back. You ever heard of that? Yep. They say, oh, we're not going to get that back. We're not going to put 
$600 into painting the bedroom when we're not right. going to get that back. Or, or they'll say, are, would we get that back? Mm-hmm. And that's a question I get a lot is if we put, you know, if we do this and this and this and this, will we get it back? And my answer is always, of course you'll get it back because we're going to sell the house, right? It's not, a, it really isn't a question marginally of should you put a dollar in or are you going to get $2 back? Right. The, the conversation has to be framed a little differently mm-hmm. so that clients need to hear you frame the conversation differently to convince them to spend money on their house. Right. The question isn't, first of all, what I say is, look, there's no way I could prove that to you. Mm-hmm. If you put $3,000 into your house, right? Okay, it might sell for 100000 If you don't put 3000 into your house, I'll never be able to tell you what it would have sold for. You understand? I mean, it might have sold for 97. It might have sold for 94. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. That's not the point. That's not the reason why you make mm-hmm. these decisions. We need to change the conversation to from if I put a dollar in, will I get a dollar back to mm-hmm. what do we need to do to prepare this house for sale to maximize what we can get for it mm-hmm. and to maximize the opportunity and the experience that you have. A lot of sellers don't, they tend to forget that it's a product. Right. Right. You have to make the product look the best. Right. And and you got to present that product in the best light possible. Exactly. And that costs money. It does. You can't, you have to invest a little bit into your house to get it ready for sale Mm -hmm. if you have problems. Because it's hard to say if you put $600 into painting the bedroom and, you know, 300 bucks into fixing some light fixtures and 80 bucks into replacing the front Mm -hmm. doorknob. Okay. Nobody ever wants to replace the front doorknob oh, and the, and, and the deadbolt. But you know what? The first impression of a home is when that agent sticks that key into that deadbolt. And if it shakes and you can't get that door open, those buyers sit on your front porch and say, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. What's that worth? Do you sell the house for $80 more than if you didn't replace the deadbolt? I don't know. That's yeah. not the point. Right. The it's point perception. Is, right. Yeah. You want the first impression to be amazing. You want them to go into the main level and be blown away. And if you if you're you know you know messing around with the deadbolt, what else could be wrong in the house? Like that's the first impression that you get. Then exactly. all of a sudden, it's like, oh man, what else is going? Is is my foot going to fall through the floor? What's going to happen? Oh man, what else is going to happen? Oh man, what else yeah. is wrong? Oh man, oh man, oh man. Now you're in certain doubt. You don't want oh man. You want oh man. Yeah. You want oh, oh man. Wow. Oh wow. So it's a big deal. I know this is common sense, but but it gets tricky mm-hmm. because most agents have a hard time convincing their sellers to make these investments. Yeah. And I want to that's why we're having this discussion because it is so critically important that you as the modern agent mm-hmm. convince your clients to do the hard things before they list the house. Yep. What happens otherwise is you get a bunch of showings and a bunch of feedback that the the carpets need to be stretched and the rooms need to be painted mm-hmm. or they, you know, the condition just wasn't right or they found something else they loved mm-hmm. and that's not acceptable. Yeah. It is not acceptable for you as the modern agent to allow your client to talk you into not doing what they need to do because you're not strong enough to convince them that they need to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the point right there. So you have to practice com- having conversations with your clients and f- changing the framing of the conversation from if you put a dollar in, will you get a dollar back to right. this is what we need to do to maximize the value mm-hmm. and to maximize our chances mm-hmm. of the house selling. Yeah. Back in the old days, we used to tell clients, you know, only about seven out of 10 houses that are listed actually sell. Yeah. We had a 30% ex- expiration rate in our board of realtors. Obviously it's not like that today. No. 
but you still need to create a viable product and attractive mm-hmm. product. And there are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Right. Or, or at least that are outside of your budget. So, you know, you're not necessarily going to, you know, redo a kitchen because it's old. Right. You're not going to put 30 or 40 grand into a new kitchen remodel to sell a house. That's I'm not suggesting that. But what I am suggesting is that you have the tile backsplash deep cleaned. Mm-hmm. If there's a bunch of tomato sauce in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you have a deep, a house cleaner come in and he or she deep cleans each one of the cabinet inserts. Mm-hmm. And maybe you put new liners in the cabinet, in yeah. the counters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the cabinets. Those are things you can do. So the question isn't should we do anything or not? The question is how much and how far should we go? Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it's a case-by-case basis. But I recently had one where they had some previous water penetration into the basement. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, guys, why don't we paint that wall with a nice kills dry lock? Mm-hmm. Make it nice and fresh. Yeah. And they said, well, we don't want to do that. And I said, well, I don't want to do it either. But that's what we need to do. Yeah. And they said, well, why do we need to do that? It's going to cost me 300 bucks and I don't have time. Logan, I'm busy. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, well, the reason why you do that is because I don't want to walk a buyer down here and explain that you had water damage 16 years ago. Yeah. I want them to see a nice, fresh, clean wall that's dry locked. Yeah. Do you understand the difference when I have a, a client walks down into the basement? We're into this house. We're excited about this yeah. house. Now we're looking at the basement walls. Okay? Yeah. That means that we're, we, we haven't gone up and, and left already. We're downstairs thinking yeah. maybe we want to live and own this house and live in it. Do you want your client, your potential buyer to be worried about a water leak from 16 years ago? Mm-hmm. Or do you want your buyer to feel really good about a nice dry lock wall? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it costs. It costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars if you don't do it. Right. Or it costs you fives or tens of thousands because here's why. Let's say you leave the basement a big mess. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not saying we're hiding things. I'm saying we're covering up old remnants of a problem yeah. that are that are long gone and have been fixed. So I'm, I'm not saying do hide things. I'm just saying, I'm just making an example of a situation. Mm-hmm. You could spend $800 to have that entire basement dry locked, that back mm-hmm. room, that back utility room where nobody ever goes in and nothing ever happens, just storage and da da da. You can dry lock that room for 800 bucks or you can leave it alone for zero. Mm-hmm. But imagine what happens when I bring a buyer down there next week and they walk into that room after they love the house. It's listed for 100,000. Now they got concerns. Mm-hmm. Now they got concerns. Now their offer, their, their, their willingness or their eagerness, yeah. the eagerness is the word, their eagerness to write a big offer is a little bit less than it was before they walked into that room. Mm-hmm. What does that translate to in real dollars? I guarantee you it's more than 800 bucks. A, a lot more. Okay. Because that eagerness and that willingness to write an offer might go away. They might think, you know what? Let's go home and talk about it. We really like that house, but it needs two new bathroom. It needs two new basement. You know, it needs two new coats of paint in the bedrooms that needs a new carpet stretch and and there's something going on in the basement we don't even know yeah you know now they go home and think about it for a couple of days imagine all those concerns are gone mm-hmm. and then i tell that buyer hey you know there's three showings scheduled this afternoon what right. do you want to do right and they say logan we can't lose this house yeah let's make an offer mm-hmm. and then the next now when three more showings occur they all have the same perception of the house because they don't see any problems mm-hmm. they're more excited and when i call them up and say i have an offer on the table now they go make a better offer. Now we're at 106 and 107 yeah. instead of the alternative, which is one guy thinking about it and he's offering 97. Right. So an $800 paint repair might make you 10 grand. Yeah. And that's where people, it's hard to prove that because you can never talk to a seller and say, if you would, if you paint, I'll sell it for X. If you don't, I'll sell it for this. Again, it's perception, right? It's perception. It's demand. It's, it's 
deal momentum. Mm -hmm. It's creating eagerness with the buyers. It's it's minimizing the reasons for the buyers to say no. Ultimately, you want them to walk in there, look at everything and want to make an offer before they leave. Exactly. You want to give them no reason mm -hmm. to change their mind or to or to hesitate. Right. You want to remove hesitations, mm -hmm. what I call objections. You want to remove yeah. the objections. You want to have that conversation in the kitchen table, on the kitchen table, after they've walked through the house, up, down, inside, and out. And they mm -hmm. come back in. You sit down and you say, how does this feel? Do you want to eat your eggs and bacon here every morning? Mm -hmm. And they say, yep, this is right where I want to eat my eggs and bacon, right here. As opposed to, well, you know, we got four kids and we're coming in from Denver. And, yeah. you know, my honey starts work next week and I just don't see how we're going to have, how are we going to stretch all this carpet before yeah. we move in? Now, I know that's ridiculous. Okay. Come mm -hmm. on, solve problems. But this is how buyers think. Yeah. Okay. You're in real estate all day. I'm in real estate all day. A buyer is in real estate once in every 10 years. If that. They're not thinking about solving problems. They're mm -hmm. thinking about getting their kids set up in school and getting their transitions and their, right. and their, and their dressers built back together and their bed set up. You know, they're not thinking about wanting to do a bunch of carpet stretching. They don't even know a carpet company. They don't right. want to paint. They have a, they don't know a single contractor here. Mm -hmm. How, who are they going to have paint this thing? Well, my husband's going to do it. Now we're not going to talk all afternoon because he's going to be painting all night. Yeah. You see, see what happens? Mm -hmm. These are completely controllable hesitations mm -hmm. that we can remove as the seller by handling it. Right. Before we roll out. Same thing with landscaping. You would be shocked how far a couple thousand dollars of landscaping goes. Oh, yeah. Remember Wood Court we just did yeah. the other day? Yeah. So we got this old house. We bought it on a discount. And it's a piece of, you know, it's uh, in disrepair. We put four or five thousand dollars of landscaping improvements into the front and the back of that house. It looks like a completely different house. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I can't ever tell you I, I sold it for X. I can't tell you that I would or would not have sold it for 5,000 less if I hadn't mm -hmm. done the landscaping, yeah. but I, I could almost promise you that I would. Yeah. And even if I break even on the cost, it's worth it. That's another thing people don't realize. Mm -hmm. They say, well, if I put 5,000 in landscaping, will I sell it for 5,000 more than I would have if I hadn't? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, you should do it Yeah. because it still gives you a chance to have multiple offers and more urgency and more more demand mm -hmm. and more likelihood of you know having a better result. Yeah, absolutely. Fewer, less chance of a buyer backing out, less chance of a buyer changing their mind, less chance of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as the buying, as the modern agent in the listing conversations, we have to sit down with our clients. We have to say, hey guys, put yourself in in the shoes of your potential buyer. How many of these objections are you going to have to overcome to make an offer? Are you going to be in a mood to make a strong, powerful offer if these are the if this is the the condition that the house is being mm -hmm. presented in? And let them say no, and they say, "Well, no, I yeah, I think I see your point. I just don't want to spend the money." You say, "I understand. You don't have to want to spend it. Just do it. Just plug your nose and do it." Yeah, I guarantee you, this is in your best interest to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you prove that? Well, I can't prove it to you. I can't show you a mathematical chart and say yeah. X versus Y versus X. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is how a successful real estate transaction occurs. It occurs because you handle everything that you can control. And sometimes they'll say, well, why don't we just drop the price instead of doing the work? I'm happy. I don't need the money, Logan. I, I The house is paid off. I just don't want to deal with it. I'd rather just list the house for 5,000 less and let it be. And what I say is it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. That's just not the way it works. It, it, it's it's less to do with market value and more to do with appeal right. and demand. Right. Okay. A burnt down house, nobody wants to buy it. No. For any price. Yeah. You can't just move price and have that be the only factor. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you can. Obviously, at a, at a point, you, draw, you lower the price down to a lower no, up number. There's value. People yeah. see value. But you're, if you take that approach, you're going to have to lower the value way more than the cost of the repair. You're going to lose way yeah. more. If you're worried about losing money, not spending money will cost you more than spending money. Yeah. You follow that? Yes. Let me say that again. If you're worried about losing money, not spending money can cost you more than spending money. It's true. Because the value of that house as is versus the value if you make the improvements is oftentimes higher marginally. But even if it's not, it's still worth doing because it attracts a buyer to sell mm-hmm. the house. Exactly. And that's where you have to frame it uh, again is we have to find a buyer for this house. Yeah. Don't we want to do everything that we can control to attract as many buyers as possible mm-hmm. and hopefully find a great one? Again, it's a product. It's a product. All right. So next time you're in this situation, be firm, be uh, convincing, be influencing, and don't let up on this because the clients need to know it's in their best interest to do this. Even though it's hard for them, you help them to see the path. And then you know what? Help them find vendors, help them mm-hmm. find, give them some names, help them coordinate the opening the door to get the things done, help yeah. them create a critical path, help them create a plan. And that's part of your job. When they're paying you $18,000 to sell their house, mm-hmm. part of what you're hired to do is help them get it ready. Yeah. Don't forget that. Go get them. Go get them.